0: Radio,
1: your game has rolled. www.d20radio.com
2: City, you're listening to the Underground Radio, bringing you all the very best Pokemon news and views this side of Twist Mountain. I'm Josh.
1: I'm Ken. And I'm Sam. For today's broadcast, we'll be talking all about our week in Pokemon, checking up on Pokemon news, covering the mighty Dragon-type, and spotlighting the very first Dragon of them all. So sit back, relax, and give your Radio Rotome what it wants. All right, and welcome to episode number 68, and in this episode we are going to be talking all about Dragon-type Pokémon. The subject for this episode was inspired by a listener on the D20 radio network who had asked me about... A list of Dragon-type Pokémon that would be good for use in competition, and what natures and abilities and everything they might have. And after I wrote up a thesis-length document on the merits of several Dragon-type Pokémon, I decided it would be really cool to do a episode based on Dragon-types, since it's been about five months since we did our last one on Grass-type Pokémon.
2: Sam, you don't really need to lie about that document. We know you've had that thing written just waiting for somebody to ask. <laughs> you didn't have
1: to write it up. It already existed. Maybe. That's true.
2: <laughs>
1: we all know it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be going over that in a while, but first we'll be talking about our weeks in Pokemon and... From the looks of things on our show notes, it looks like we all have all of the things to talk about for our week in Pokemon, and I'm excited about that. So, Kent, we'll start out with you because you're the first person on our list here. How have you been doing this week?
3: Uh, I've actually been doing very well. Um, I... For... A couple of different reasons I don't really want to get into here. I wasn't able to participate at the pre-release that went on here, but I did finally pick up uh, my X and Y boosters and um, got some... I don't know. It, it, it was kind of underwhelming, the cards that I got, but, I mean, it, it's it's new stuff, so that's always good. Truce. Uh, new stuff is good. Yeah. Uh, I've also been hitting the competitive breeding pretty hard, Um, but I kind of hit a little bit of a roadblock with needing some parent moves, but that's okay because the parent moves will be uh, taken care of with the next bit of uh, news that I have for myself this week, which is Pokemon Bank and Transporter came out. So now I can transfer up all of my awesome Gen 5 stuff. So Yay for bank. Yay, Yay. for bank. And um, uh, I also got my Pokemon Professor card sleeves.
0: Nice.
3: For the Sweet. TCG. They are awesome and if you don't have some I recommend that you go and get some because they just look so cool. And for anybody that wants a little uh, little taste, that's the sound of Pokemon <laughs> Professor Dex leaves. I love that we have that recorded <laughs> could, now.
2: Could we get that sound one more time, Kent?
3: One more time?
2: One more time. Oh, man. Yeah, they, they sound it, isn't beautiful.
3: That, isn't that just the best sound ever?
2: It is. It's near the top of the list. <laughs>
3: Um, this is, uh, the next thing is kind of off topic, but I'm going to be looking for a Windows 7 disc to format my new hard drive because I fear that my old one is just about to crap out on me. Oh, so poopy. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, I mean, it's, it's been doing this for a while, but I, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, I have to do something or my computer is probably going to die. Yep. So, but on the upside, I installed the, uh, Pokemon TCG online update that, uh, that came out with X and Y, and I can finally play again.
0: Awesome. Uh, <laughs>
3: I don't, I don't know that, uh, anybody, uh, any of the lister- listeners would be familiar with, uh, my trials and tribulations as far as this, uh, particular subject, but, um, when Legendary Treasures came out, the update that they had for the TCG Online, somehow, I don't know exactly what happened, but I could not play. It wouldn't get past the loading screen. So. Uftah. But yeah, it's fixed now. So, super
1: fun. Good deal.
2: TCGO is very good.
1: Josh, what have you been up to?
2: Well, I finally hatched that stupid shiny Eevee for the kid at League.
0: Yay! Yay.
2: Yeah, I, I actually had one of the other League members who doesn't like to sleep help me out. And he said he was at <laughs> about 1,200 eggs by the time he quit. And I, I say I was at 1,900, but I know that that's a very low number. As to what I was really at. So I was probably pushing, you know, 2,000 or more eggs. Which Gross. was crazy for a kid at League. But I promised him that he would get a shiny. So he did. And after that, I was actually able to start doing some more work for myself. So I bred myself um, a Champ, a Metatite, a Bisharp. Solid. A Gardevoir. And then actually, while we were talking about 15 seconds ago, while Kent was going over his chatter, (laughs) I looked through the eggs that I had just hatched of uh, Pumpkaboo, and I just hatched a perfect Pumpkaboo. Nice! Nice. So that was exciting. This is going to be a very jerkish Pumpkaboo. I got the idea from uh, a couple of the guys from uh, Seattle area from that uh,
1: Nugget Bridge. tournament
2: I went to. Yep, the Nugget Bridge tournament. And then the greatest of all of my achievements ever in Pokemon history was uh, a Pokemon that I actually hatched last night at work. It was my love ball, shiny furret.
1: Nice.
2: Yes, I've, it is. I've seen
1: it. It It is beautiful. all of the
2: pink... And it is just the fruitiest looking thing in the world. And I cannot wait to use it as a competitive Pokemon. Because I have a moveset that I think could work-ish. Somewhat. Thing. (laughs) But, (laughs) yes. It will be entertaining to at least just throw that thing out and have little pink bubbles appear out of the Pokeball. And then shiny pink explosions of awesome. Yes.
1: Yes. So, you know, yes. people are going to see that and they're not even going to suspect what's about to happen to them.
2: No, they're going to have no
1: idea. They're cause... not going to have any idea. They're going to see it and just be like, wow, seriously, guy, why are you even bringing this in here? And then five seconds later, that was a terrible decision <laughs> <laughs> for it.
2: Explosions. So, yes, yes, that's 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 a thing. Um, And then, because of the bank and transporter, I have complete national Pokedexes in both of my copies that I still currently have. So that's fun. I love all of the shiny charms and stuff. And this last Thursday at League, I think this is the only exciting thing about League, we did a Wacky TCG tournament.
1: Oh, right. I saw that on your Facebook group. You should... Tell me about that.
2: Yes. The wacky rules are very fun. We did, I mean, only legal decks, so standard rules for the most part. Mm -hmm. Aside from every round, I would roll a die at the beginning of the round, and that would decide the rule. And we had ten different rules, so I rolled a ten-sided die, and whatever number it was on was the rule, and I'm trying to pull up a list of those rules. Let me do that really quick. I know we had a bunch of just completely random things, but I want to go through the list, because they're really fun.
1: Random stuff is good, though.
2: Oh, no. How do I find my past events? Okay, well, maybe I'll just go over some of them because I don't know where my event is on here. Oh. Um, so we had one that was basically hue. At the end of each round, you would either draw or discard. Or at the end of each turn, you would draw or discard until you had five in your hand. <laughs> so that happened. I mean, you played a juniper, you couldn't put cards down, you'd be discarding at the end of your turn. So that was a fun rule. Then there was one called Poison Rain, where at the end of each player's turn, both active Pokemon were poisoned. (laughs) So it was just auto-poison all over the place. And there was only one person with a Viridian deck with grass Pokemon that was protected from that. So uh, that was a thing. And then there was one, I can't remember the name of this rule, but it is the worst TCG rule ever. It's beautiful, but disgusting. Um, every time you draw a card, you discard a card. Oh. So at the beginning of your turn, you draw your card for the turn, you discard the next one. You play a Juniper, you discard your hand, you draw one card for Juniper, discard one card. Draw another card for Juniper, so you're drawing no. seven, discarding seven. Oh, that's so that, the
1: worst.
2: Oh, it's, it was ridiculous because there were people that were scared to play those big cards that you need. Oh. <laughs> And within three or four turns, there were people with, like, ten cards in their deck. It was like a deck-out match. It was beautiful. <laughs> and then um, what were some of the others? There was another one where every time you played a supporter, you had to discard a card from your hand. So you had to pay to play your supporter trainer item or uh, stadium. Um, there was... Yeah, there were a bunch of good rules I don't know. Oh, there was one where no basic pokemon could attack. Ouch. It was the no babies rule or something to that effect. So, yeah, no basics could attack whatsoever. Hmm. And it was it was a really fun tournament. We had a lot of people at the end of each round yelling at me about how <laughs> terrible the idea was. But then the following round they were like, "Dude, This was the coolest thing ever. I never should have beat that guy. Blah, blah, blah. So it was just, it was a cool tournament all around. It was just fun. It was different. And, you know, variety. Variety is good.
1: Variety is the spice of life.
2: Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, that was, I think that was most of my week in Pokemon. What about yourself, Sam? What did you do this week?
1: Well, I picked up the new X&Y Pokedex. And it is fun on a button. Yeah. It is. I really, really like it. I, you know, at this point, a lot of people have been saying, well, why would you even get that? There's the internet. The internet has all of the answers to everything you would ever need, and arguably there are some things that the X and Y Pokedex cannot do that the internet can, and I agree with that. But this Pokedex is pretty awesome, I've been looking it over, and it has the... I mean, it's just for the Kalos Dex Pokémon, so it's not for all of them. But for all of those Pokémon that you're going to be using in a tournament, like in regionals, that's coming up in a few months. And if you are bringing it with you and you don't happen to have your computer with you, it's not a bad resource to have if you need to quickly look up which Pokemon have Fake Out, or what kind of moves might be useful on a Pokemon that you expect to fight a lot of. So, I really like it. I really do. So,
2: Yeah, it is a very well put together guide.
1: Yes, it is. I also picked up the new set. I had pre-ordered a box of the X and Y set at Paradox and I also picked up a one of each of the elite trainer boxes.
3: Sweet.
2: Yo. Yep. Whoa. That's a That's, lot of Pokémon.
1: It is, is a lot of Pokémon. I was also a little underwhelmed by what I had pulled. I think I was spoiled after Legendary Treasures. <laughs> I think
2: everybody was spoiled after Legendary Treasures.
1: Yes. But I still pulled some pretty good stuff. I got a full art of the Skarmory EX.
3: Ooh. That's a very pretty card.
1: Yes. I like that card. I also pulled a not full art Xerneas EX, a host of the shadow circles and fairy uh, stadiums. I got a Amolga EX.
2: Ho oh, ho, you win.
1: Yep. <laughs> I also picked up a both a regular Venusaur EX and a Mega Venusaur EX. And I got a lot of just useful items and trainers. I got like all four of the Sycamore that I would need to put in a deck, and some extra Cassius and Shauna's, and got a couple of the Muscle Bands, and it was really good. Nice. Yeah. I mean, all in all, there were some Pokémon that I am never going to use, and I didn't pull any of the like, stage twos that I really wanted from the set, but I did get some stuff to trade for. I traded Mitch the two Greninjas that I pulled, so he appreciated that. I think those were the last two of the Greninja that he needed to complete his deck that he was running, so... That's awesome. (laughs) Yep. And I got my stuff, and I'm planning on building a fairy-type deck with the material that I pulled for it, because... I pulled literally everything that I would need for it, except for a couple Xerneas CX. So, why not?
2: (laughs) Why not? He's a psychic type, though, Sam. Come on.
1: Yep, he is a psychic. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I also obtained the TCG Online, which is the first time that I have ever had it. I've never been able to download it before, just a couple of days ago. So... I'm the... clapping
2: for you right now, Sam. Go ahead.
1: So, all of the online codes that I've built up over the last couple of years, yeah, I've finally started to upload them into the program. <laughs> nice. And haven't pulled anything spectacular yet, but I did get a Blastoise EX and a Mega Blastoise EX. So, very nice right, so... I have those.
2: Does it work where you, are you able to use the older cards for the newer sets?
1: Like the older TCGO cards? You know, I haven't even put a deck together yet. I've just been uploading the code cards onto the system and opening them kind of at random. So.
2: Yeah, and that's that's what I was asking. Like, when you're using the, the code card... Does it let you pick what pack, or does it know what pack you should be getting?
1: It'll know what pack you'll be okay. getting. Like, it'll have the uh, the QR code for a, like, Legendary Treasures one, or a base set black and white one, or, you know, it'll have that information there.
2: Okay, so. got it. Because when I first downloaded the TCGO, it would let you select, like, from a group of cards, a group oh. of sets. And I didn't um, know if they changed that or not, but obviously they have.
3: Well, it, it depends because um, I, I don't think that that actually came about until probably about Dark Explorers. Because anything that you get prior to that doesn't actually have the, um, the set listed on it. Oh. And I think... If I, if I'm remembering correctly, anything prior to Dark Explorers, you could redeem for any of the quote unquote booster packs that you get on the TCGO from before Dark Explorers.
0: Okay. I might
3: I might be wrong about that, but that's the way I remember it working. Last I played.
1: All so. right. But yeah, other otherwise. I've had some rather severe technical difficulties setting me back here in Pokemon. I have been having some trouble with the Tournament Organizer software, and I've tried submitting tickets for that and requesting help on the forums, but, I don't know, It's 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 been a little rough here. I think I've sort of put a fix to it now, where, and I guess for anybody who might be listening who has also been running into these problems, I uninstalled the most recent Java update, which was Java version 7 update 50, and I reinstalled Java version 7 update 45, and that got me back to Tom 1.41, but I haven't been able to get Tom 1.42 back yet, so we'll see how it works for me. I mean, now that I have it back, I mean, that's good. So I at least have that, but I don't know if I can actually report with Tom 1.41 for my League Challenges.
0: Oh, so
2: all of my fingers are crossed for you Sam. I'm hoping that this works. Yep. Cuz I know same. you had issues with it.
3: <laughs> yeah, same here. As as speaking as somebody who's never gotten Tom to work in any version on my computer, I wish you all the best of luck.
1: Thank you. I think I'm going to have to restart the computer and load up Tom before I head out. Just to make sure that I have it on hand when I actually get to the venue, as opposed to waiting for to see if I can use their internet connection there to pull it up. Because it, I mean, I can get it to work within the small confines of my apartment, but <laughs> I don't know about anywhere else. Anywhere else is up in the ether. So,
2: well, oh, if you have issues, you know what to do, Sam.
1: I do. All right, well, that's it for me for chatter, so I think we will then move on to news. And welcome to the news desk here. We do have a single announcement through our underground announcements little subsection here. And that is, due to not having had the podcast edited before literally today, I mean, I've, we, I actually finished uploading the podcast when we started recording the chatter here, we'll be having a bit of an underground radio double feature going on for this week. I'll try to have this episode posted up fairly quickly, and now you'll probably have a good three or four three or four hours of pokemon to listen to for the upcoming week
2: double features are awesome you got two for the price of one
1: true story and you didn't even have to pay anything so it's like you got two for free sweet (laughs) everybody wins (laughs) in overworld news pokemon bank
2: Yay, Bang!
1: Yay! Pokemon Bank is a thing, and everybody got their 30-day free trial, and everybody also got that Celebi. And I know the only really... And it's not even a critical thing. It's just kind of a thing that some people at my league have uh, complained about a little. It's the uh, nicknames for Pokemon... Get changed back into like the standard names, I guess, when you transfer them from Gen five to Gen six.
2: Only if the name doesn't work with the Gen six ban.
1: Oh well, there you go.
3: So which it's oh gosh, it they did something really goofy with the Gen six bans because like um there there are certain nicknames that like there's there's not even anything like inherently bad about the nicknames but they just they, they won't let you name it that mm-hmm. I, I i'm wondering if it's maybe like um like a copyright thing like i'm 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 thinking of one specific nickname that um one of the one of the league members from fargo actually had brought up and so oh, I, i'm Yes, I'm, I'm thinking that's a copyright
1: thing. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, that might be. I don't know. But anyway, Pokemon Bank. Pokemon, Pokemon Bank. Bank! Yeah! And also, from Chatter, X&Y Base Set, also been released. So, go out and pick up packs today, and Elite Trainer Boxes, because the Elite Trainer Boxes are pretty awesome. You can get... The, i'm just looking through my box that i got here just sitting next to me i've they give you the same acrylic uh poison and damage counters that you got before you got a set of dice again and this time the dice aren't like clear clear they're more of a translucent
2: yeah the frosted dice
1: yep and i'm really cool i really like them And they also came with a set of card sleeves that featured either Xerneas or Eveltal, depending on which of the trainer boxes you received.
3: And, of course, they had to do that because I'm poor and can't buy two boxes, so (laughs) I have to pick which one I want and wait until I have enough money to buy the other. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's
2: okay. I'm in the same boat, Kent.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, and you know, they also came with a couple of starter decks, and the starter decks were pretty awesome. They came with, I know the one that I picked up, which was the Xerneas one, came with some of the Geomancy Xerneas, which which are pretty amazing cards in decks where you're going to be running Fairy Energy. And they also came with Sycamores and other little items here and there, Professor's Letters that you know, kind of made it worthwhile to pick up just, you know, in case you had built a deck and you needed just a couple little more things in here, and, you know, if people aren't going to trade, like, I know nobody is trading for Professor's Letters because everybody wants to use the Professor Letters, but... Uh, yeah, if you just need extra stuff there, you can just pick one of those up. And I, the other one, I think the Aveltal one has those other Oblivion Wing Aveltals in it, so it's not it's not bad. It includes two of each of them, so
0: yeah,
2: that's awesome.
1: Woo.
2: All right, and for the next little bit of news, um, Pokemon Bank is out.
1: Pokemon Bank!
2: Pokemon Bank! Yep, yep, finally, it's out. So that's that's exciting news. Um, Pokemon.com also had a redesign of their website. It, it looks decent. It does I, look decent. I'm okay with it. I've had some issues with some of the links and pages not wanting to work for me, but I did the get design to to looks a,
1: good. I did get transported to a couple of pages where it was in... German, and, Ooh. yeah, I was able to understand the Spanish one that I got. I did not understand the German one or the Italian one. Uh, at least I think it was Italian. It so might have been something else. I don't know.
2: They're trying to teach us new languages and bring us together with other Pokemon players from other parts of the world. That's
1: exciting. Yep, and they're doing it one error 503 screen at a time. <laughs> so... But yeah also Pokemon Bank
2: Pokemon, Pokemon Bank.
1: Bank yes and Pokemon transporter, which is arguably one of the better reasons to get Pokemon Bank. Um, I mean, that's true. Sure being able to store 3,000 Pokemon is a pretty sweet deal, but being able to transfer those Pokemon up is the crux of what people get it for.
2: Yes, and not only transfer them up, but transfer them up 30 Pokemon at a time.
1: Oh, it's so good.
2: Rather than shooting six Pokemon with this crossbow machine of doom.
3: I hated that so badly. Yes. Oh, It just made my heart cry.
2: Yeah, you load up box one with 30 different Pokemon. You say, okay, and then it's done. They're
3: there. The only complaint that I have with Pokemon Transporter is that it's only box one that you can transport. Oh. It would be infinitely, like, it's already infinitely good, but it would be infinitely better <laughs> if you could pick your box to transport.
2: Yeah, I understand that, but I understand um, why they did what they did. I'm sure it was just so much easier to do it that way, and to get hack checks to, you know, only work for a certain thing and just have everything happen with just box one. I mean, moving them over to box one takes what, six minutes tops Kent?
1: Yeah. That's if you're moving them over one at a time. You can also use the drag and drop tool to gather a whole box and transfer an entire box from one box to another box.
3: Yeah, and that's, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, it's
2: I, I had that same problem. I felt that way when I first started using it with the box one thing, but I've become okay with it. I I understand it and it's just I'm just happy to have it. Oh yeah. So Yes. Very much so. Yes.
1: Alright, well that is news. So we will move on to the main topic which is all about dragon types. Some of you may recall the deceptively verdant episode number 59, where we spoke at length about monsters of the photosynthetic variety and their use in the great game of life that is Pokemon. Today, we will be revealing what some might argue to be the master type, the true legendary species, which is the dragon type.
2: Oh, I thought we were talking about fairies. You said master type.
3: (laughs) You also did say true legendary type.
1: Oh, that, that's, I'm sorry, Scott, that's the digital type. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay,
3: uh, well, the dragon type is one of the original 15 types from Red and Blue, and uh, now one of the 18 types that Pokemon it, uh, currently has.
2: And it's the second newest type of TCG.
1: Yes it is. It is true.
2: Oh. Yeah. In the first generation Pokemon games, no type resisted dragon, which is the only type to have ever not had a resistance to its attacks.
1: Which I think is pretty awesome.
2: Is yeah, I never thought of that actually.
1: Of course the only dragon type attack in that generation was Dragon Rage, which only did a base forty <laughs> anyway. So you know, it but... was to do forty damage, but
3: yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a base 40, it was a flat 40 HP.
1: So. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, s- still though. But um,
2: still, it's a thing.
1: Statistically, true. though, Dragon-type Pokémon are the most powerful Pokémon overall. They do have the highest base stat totals, and they do have some of the highest base attacks and special attack stats of any type just on average. This is true. It is very true. And in Generation 3, which is one of my favorite generations for contests, the Pokemon contests there had a factor that said that all dragon-type attacks were categorized as cool attacks, which I didn't know. That is pretty cool. It is very cool. I never
3: really got into the, the Pokemon contests. I didn't... I, I don't know.
1: Just didn't do anything for me. I took a Gardevoir into the contests in Hoenn, and it was really cool.
2: <laughs> because she had dragon
3: attacks.
1: <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah.
3: Dragon-type Pokemon are the fourth most uncommon type, with a grand total of 40 different species... Consisting of only 5.4% of all known species of Pokemon. That's, That's not a lot.
2: Yeah, that seems surprisingly low.
3: Yep, and. Well, con- considering we're up to like 700 and. Is it 718 now?
2: 18.
1: Yep. Yeah, 40 is not nearly enough dragons. You know, I didn't double-check, but I almost kind of want to know which ones are the third, third most uncommon, the second most uncommon, and the most uncommon. I kind of feel like metal, or steel, rather, is pretty high up on that list.
2: Yeah. Though. Yeah. Fairy is probably...
3: Yeah. Yeah, Fairy, I would imagine, is probably the least, the least. common. Yeah. Because it's the newest. So.
2: I Nice. Sp- sp- I still just can't believe that forty. I feel like I could name at least forty dragon Pokemon right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Try That's it. Weird. <laughs> no, we don't have time for that, Kent. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that.
3: You're right, of course.
2: Uh no. He no, is not right. right. I'm never right. That's why I need to have three cents instead of two cents, because my two sensing were nothing. <laughs> So, um, continuing on with the dragons. Uh, They are weak to ice, dragon, and now fairy attacks. Uh, They are resistant to electric fire, grass, and water, though.
1: And, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, the fairy-type attacks are going to be the downfall of dragon-type Pokémon, but if you take a look at the move lists, there aren't a lot of fairy-type attacks that do damage. So, it's... Mostly the immunity factor. That's really going to be any sort of a thing when it comes to fighting dragon-type Pokemon with fairy-type Pokemon. That plus
2: Steve! Steve,
1: yes. (laughs) No, no Steves. That's a thing. thing.
3: The thing about uh, dragons trying to fight against fairies, I think that a lot of people overlook the fact that there are a lot of steel and... Poison type moves, say for instance Poison Jab, that Dragon types can learn. Like Haxorus, as soon as it came out that Fairies would be weak to Poison and Steel, <laughs> I looked at the move, the like the uh, the moves that all of the different Dragons can learn. Haxorus can learn Poison Jab, so yeah. I mean, really, really that takes the the threat of Fairies away right oh, yeah. there. Yeah. Another uh, interesting point with uh, the dragon weaknesses: the majority of them are four times weak to ice, being either dragon flying, which I think the majority of them are, yeah, or or dragon ground like uh, the Garchomp line.
1: Mhm. But yeah, and there have been a number of notable Pokemon trainers who have specialized in dragon type. Pokemon and of this I know a couple of episodes back we talked that there have been only a few grass type gyms that were ever introduced and no elite four members have ever had grass type pokemon as their specialty. This time around there were two gyms that were devoted to dragon type pokemon and those were for Opalucid City under the leadership of Drayden and Blackthorn City, under the leadership of Claire, we also have two Elite Four members that specialized in Dragon-type Pokemon, and those were Drake of the Hoenn region and Drasna of the Kalos region. And then there were two champions that also specialized in Dragon-type Pokemon, which were Lance of the Kanto League and Iris of the Unova League.
3: Now... When you say champions, are are you considering um, that in Red and Blue, Lance was just kind of the the last member of the Elite Four, or was he like the champion until Blue came along?
1: I consider the timeline of. That to kind of include Kanto and Johto, because in Johto, I mean, it was all kind of lumped together. So Yeah,
2: it's the same yeah. league for the two areas.
1: And Lance, That's I think, true. is now still considered to be the champion in, I think it was in the fifth gen games, when you got to fight the champions in the uh, Pokemon World Tournament, it would say that Lance was the champion of the Kanto region. So. Okay. We still have that. I think you still could fight Blue if you wanted to. Yeah, I was
3: going to say, I thought Red and Blue were also available to play against. But to be perfectly honest, I don't think I ever took the the Champion challenge or whatever it is. It was pretty cool.
1: But yeah, now that we've kind of covered a little bit of the background on Dragon-type Pokemon, I figured we would... Talk a little bit about the Dragon-type Pokémon themselves, and specifically I wanted to talk just about their final evolution forms. Um, And it's mostly just for the sake of expediency and for just that those are the Pokémon that the majority of people are actually going to use. I don't know of too many people who would use Evolite Pokémon, like an Evolite Vibrava or an Evolite say, um, Zvilus or Pokemon like that. I mean, you can certainly try and build those, and they're certainly going to be creative, but... I, I figure... do
2: have to throw out there that I do have an Eviolite Zvilus.
1: See? There you go.
3: <laughs> so... <laughs> you have everything, though, Josh. Like, Josh does if, have everything. If If there is a Pokemon that you can build, you've built it,
1: so...
2: I've tried at least <laughs>
1: yep yeah but yeah, the first Pokemon and I think it's arguably one of the most versatile of all the dragon type Pokemon is most definitely dragonite number 149 and my personal favorite dragon type Pokemon um, dragonite is just and is just a very well-rounded pseudo legendary Pokemon yeah. he hits really hard, he's very bulky, he got a fantastic hidden ability. His regular ability is also very fantastic, if anybody has had to suffer the plight of numerous fake-outs and flinches from rock slides and that sort of thing. And he learns just a huge birth of attacks. Whether He's Mew. <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, whether you're doing it solely for the special attack, or you're trying to do just physical attack, or you're going for a mix of the two. He's just ridiculous. He is incredible.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And Drag- <laughs> yep. Dragon Knight is a jerk. He is. The, the uh, When I was playing through uh, Blue the very first time, I just absolutely freaked out when I managed (laughs) to finally beat Lance. And then I had my heart broken when I realized I still had another battle to go.
1: (laughs) Still, though, it's Dragonite is a fantastic Pokemon. I really, really love Dragonite. He has just almost universal application. The only thing that he really has that hurts him is that quadruple weakness to ice but
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean beyond that he can do just about everything the only thing that really is a thing to consider with him is his speed and yeah i mean you can remedy that and a number of different ways too whether it's just not caring about the speed and relying on his impressive defenses to be able to handle attacks or if you give him extreme speed which is an egg move that he can learn it's yeah he's just a fantastic pokemon to use
2: well and also
1: go a trick room as well
3: yeah that's true
2: could slow him down and do that but just to show how many options he has, how many different Dragonite do you have, Sam?
1: I have six different Dragonite. They all do a different thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I have three or four myself. Yep. So, and I'm not a Dragonite like Uber fan like you are. So that's just <laughs> saying what Dragonite can do.
1: Yep. Dragonite can do a whole host of different things. And it's that incredible diversity of moves that makes him difficult to predict.
2: Yeah. And this gen, he just got the greatest boost of, I think, Dragonite's life, as far as I'm concerned, with weakness policy.
1: Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then we also had Kingdra. And... Kingdra is another Pokemon that really his ability make like sets his whole tone.
3: Yeah, Kingdra is kind of an an interesting case because uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Sam, but Kingdra was the only Dragon type added in Generation Two. He was, and. Like you said, uh, his ability, uh, Sniper, is just a fantastic ability. It, uh... uh,
1: uh, Help me out here, Sam. Increases (laughs) the critical critical chance rate. Yes, that's right.
0: Critical hit.
1: He also got Swift Swim, too, which, in the rain, and feeding that amazing stab water with Hydro Pump or Waterfall it hits like a ton of bricks Mm -hmm.
2: and sniper that doesn't increase the crit chance that increases the crit damage, right?
1: Oh, that's right. Crit damage. Yep. I think it's uh, though that I think they changed the multiplier. Yeah. It's like
2: 1.6 or something Mm -hmm. for sniper. It's only like 1.3 or something for normal.
1: Yep. Still though,
2: but yeah, it, it adds a lot of damage. Compared to a standard crit.
1: And Kingdra doesn't really learn a wide variety of attacks. I mean, it's mostly water and dragon type attacks. So, I mean, if you've got a Pokemon like Steve that (laughs) can take a water attack and will be immune to a dragon attack, I mean, all he has left is Signal Beam. And that's not going to do anything. So... (laughs) Yeah, yep. Kingdra, he's he's a bit of a, he's a bit monochromatic, but he, if you get him out there and you've already taken out some of his hard counters, he hurts a lot. Yeah.
2: On a rain team, he's a great Pokemon. He's just a point and click because he's, he's very straightforward, but he's good at what he does. Very good. Like at you it. said, when the counters are gone.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's Also, uh, he's also not weak to ice, which is something that I thought was very interesting because he's a dual... Oh, yeah, he's only weak to dragon. Yeah, and And now fairy. fairy Yeah. Because of his uh, dual water dragon type. I appreciate that. It is pretty cool. Uh, Next on the list is uh, Flygon, which is our first... uh, dragon ground type uh in the pokedex and uh he was uh, introduced in generation three as the final evolution of trap inch
1: which took me by surprise
3: yeah i when i first encountered a trap inch i it, it was just i think a pure ground type and i thought to myself well that's Kind of weird. It just. It, it, it didn't really. I, I wasn't overwhelmed with Trap Hinge. And then I think I got to fight Drake in the Elite Four, and he had a Flygon. And I thought to myself, this is a really cool Pokemon. I wonder what it evolves from. <laughs> and then I found out. I was like, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just
1: deal with it. But yeah, Flygon is a fantastic attacker again. I mean, he doesn't have Dragonite's bulk. He doesn't. He is very, very much weaker in the the ability to handle damage than Dragonite is. But he does get Levitate, so he is immune to ground-type attacks. He's also immune to lightning attacks because he is a ground-type. So he has the dual immunity thing going on there. And he gets a nice, solid variety of, well, predominantly physical attacks are what he's exceptionally good at. I think his base attack is 100, and his base special attack is 90. So it's not a huge difference, but it's just enough with him also being able to learn Dragon Dance that most people want to go for the Stab Earthquake and... Outrage and, or Dragon Claw? I don't know. He learns one of those attacks. I think it's Outrage.
2: I'm sure he gets both.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he hits really hard that way. And you can also play around with the idea of a special attacking Flygon just in case you pull someone out and he's, um, someone brings in a physical wall. Then you can just, haha, Fire Blast. And that hurts Steel types a lot. Yes. Yep. Doesn't get a whole lot else though in terms of variety of attack. I think he got a lot in Gen five from the move tutor, but he lost it all again, of course, mm-hmm. in Gen six <laughs> until it comes back in Pokemon Z. That's right. So
2: X two and Y two. <laughs> I'm just saying. Soon. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and after Flygon we have Altaria. Who, uh I don't even know why we talk about Altaria but also came out Because it's a good out.
3: TCG card. That's, that's
2: true. Why. Good TCG. But yeah, yeah also came out 3rd gen along with Flygon and was just this poofy cloud of dragonness that I have tried to find use for and just can
1: <laughs> It's tough to find a use for Altaria. I mean, she's got fantastic special defense. It's pretty amazing there, but it just can't hurt anything.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it has good special defense, and that's all.
1: Pretty much. I kind of feel bad about trash-talking a dragon like that, well, but... <laughs> it,
2: I do love Altaria. I think the design is cool. I think the idea behind Alteria is cool, and I run a deck with Altaria, so I love Altaria. It's just... So hard to be able to do anything with it in the video game. It's true. Stats for a dragon type, I—it's probably got the lowest stats for the evolved dragon types.
1: Yep. Pretty sure that's right. So yeah.
2: Oh, so, sorry, Altaria. We still love
3: you. We do. <laughs> uh, I—I I guess I'm not familiar enough with its move pool, but um, would it be? I guess, um, productive to think about
1: maybe running it as a supporter with with the high special D. It does get attacks like Parish Song, so if you wanted to use it as a Parish Trapper in a double situation, you could certainly do that, but... Uh, Altaria, I mean, you can... It has some pretty decent buff like buff moves for the team. And, like, I mean, it can learn Safeguard, and it can use Mist, and it can also learn Cotton Guard to raise its own defense. Um, I guess it also gets Moonblast in Gen 6. So, uh. you know, it's unique that way. But he just doesn't learn enough good stuff for him to be useful in a wider variety of things. He's a very situational type of Pokémon.
2: Yeah, and the speed isn't high enough to be able to utilize some of those moves before you get knocked out.
1: It's true. So. But Salamence, which was the pseudo-legendary of Gen 3 is another Pokémon that used to compete with Dragonite a whole heck of a lot for best Dragon-type Pokémon to use. And for a while, he was banned to the Ubers tier by groups like Smogon because it was just a really, really powerful Pokémon to use. I mean, with the Outrage and Dragon Dance and... Uh, Just running in, just full bore, just Earthquake, Outrage, Fire Blast, Draco Meteor. You were hitting for a tremendous amount of damage off of a Pokemon that had very high attack stats. Mm -hmm. Didn't have any ability to really soak ice-type attacks at all. But if you were faster than everything, it didn't matter. So, And Salamence, again, also is a little bit limited to his move variety. I mean, he did get a couple little other things, but for the most part, people run Fire Blast, Outrage, Earthquake, and, like, Roost or Dragon Dance or something along those lines. I mean, Hydro they do a it... Pump. Yep. They do it just for sheer consistency's sake, so... Celmence yeah. is a very powerful attacker. If you put him on your team and you get rid of ice type attack threats that are going to that you'll reliably see anyway, he'll do very well for you. Yeah. And you could also uh,
3: you could also think about running a Yachi Berry on him which would reduce his, uh, the damage taken by an ice type attack.
1: It's true. And if you're able to knock out people I mean Moxie
3: yeah, Moxie Salamence would be just incredibly destructive. Like, I mean, because um, with that attack boost after knocking out a Pokemon, um, if you combine that with uh, a Dragon Dance, uh, I mean, you're talking about a three stage raise in your attack. Mm hmm. So, yeah.
2: I've seen a nice little resurgence of Salmons so far in this gen too, with him being one of the few intimidators that we have access to, and I like that. Yep. Seen a lot of different sets on him, a lot of mixed sets with him. Rock slide with special attacks. He's he's an awesome Pokemon. I he love Salmons.
1: We also had quite possibly one of the other super banned Pokémon, and he definitely is banned for (laughs) one of his abilities, which I still don't understand why people are so upset about this ability. I've only ever seen it truly affect any battles, like, once.
2: Yeah.
1: And that is Garchomp, who is quite possibly the alpha species of all of the dragon and ground-type Pokémon, of which there are, like, two. But... He does get Sand Veil, and he is the first one of these Dragon-type Pokémon that also got a Mega Evolution. Mm Mm-hmm. And that Mega Evolution is terrifying.
2: Because Cynthia controls the Pokémon company.
1: She does. (laughs) She
2: gets what she wants.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And she got herself a Sand Force Mega Garchomp. Yes. Which is psychotic.
2: It could be very, very frightening, yes.
1: That earthquake. That yeah. earthquake would hurt so bad. And that's and that stone edge too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, that's that's rough.
2: Yeah. Rock slide, stone edge, it don't matter. Nope. He's gonna rip your face off. He is. With those claw arm hand things.
1: Yeah, he's kind of like what would happen if a Scyther and a Garchomp had like the most terrifyingly destructive child in existence.
2: I don't think we can talk about this anymore, Sam.
3: <laughs>
1: I don't yeah. think so either.
2: I may have nightmares. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Garchomp and a Scyther walking into the daycare together, no.
0: Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, but, you know, Garchomp jolly Garchomp, or even an adamant Garchomp, if you were so inclined. Those guys are hurtful.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: with the Mega Evolution, he just got even more hurtful, but he did suffer a bit of a speed drop, so he's a little more manageable than he used to be. Yeah. So, that's always good. I mean, it's... The Dragon-type Pokemon are nice, but when they're unbeatable, like, powerhouses, then it gets a little a little boring. Even when I'm running my Dragon-type team, I like to have the possibility that someone's going to be able to get by me there, kind of acting as something to keep me sharp for that. Yeah. So...
3: Alright, our, our next uh, dragon type uh, that we're highlighting today is Haxorus, who is a new addition as of Generation 5. That's uh, the uh, final evolved form of Axiu, and uh, he has a uh, base stat total of 540, which is pretty impressive although it doesn't push him into the uh, pseudo-legendary status. Kind of disappointing.
2: Into the broken status.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I suppose, however you want to look at it.
1: (laughs) But yeah, Haxorus, also an amazing Pokemon. Mold Breaker just rocks everybody's day. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the very few Pokemon that I know of that gets a very solid way to counter Fairy-type Pokemon in the form of Poison Jab. Yes. Haxorus is such a nice Pokemon that way because he gets a wide variety of attacks that not a whole lot of people expect him to carry.
2: Yeah, and surprisingly, very few people use Haxorus. Right? I... He is a great Pokemon. He was one of the first Pokemon that I bred and trained up in 5th Gen.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. he's just... He's good. He's great.
1: He is very good. Yeah.
3: I actually had a Haxorus on my team for a little while. He worked very well
1: for me. hmm Yeah, that Poison Jab, and he also, if I remember right, got Shadow Claw and X-Scissor. And just a variety of different things that made him such a useful Pokemon with his enormous base attack stat to counter any threats that, you know, someone would just be like, Oh, so why are you sending in a Haxorus to deal with a ghost-type Pokemon? That's ridiculous. Shadow.
2: Clone. And then, boom.
3: <laughs> Earthquake. Just, just destroyed. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, and he, he does also get Iron Tail. He does get Iron Tail. As another, you know, fairy counter, even though it's got terrible accuracy, I figure it should be thrown out there.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Another random little tidbit. Um, his German name is Max Axe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny.
2: Oh my gosh, I wish I were German right
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> Max Axe.
1: Yes. That's legit. Yes, it is.
2: <laughs> I, I need to start looking at some of these other Pokemon's names. That's cool. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
2: All right. Well, I guess it's on to me to talk about the next Pokemon, which I'm sorry, guys, that I'm taking this from you, but drudagon
1: i like drudagon
2: i cannot get on board with you there i mean he's i don't know he's got decent potential in trick room mm-hmm. but i just don't like his design <laughs> i think he looks so incredibly derpy with that bright
1: red dome <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: that's kind of weird
1: he is a little weird,
3: and the the uh, wings just don't don't do anything for me.
1: Yeah, and I
2: I don't know if this was you guys talking about it on a previous episode. I think maybe you did, talking about him like living in caves. Yes, and he's the brightest colored thing that would ever live in a cave.
1: <laughs> yep, he is.
2: So maybe that's how he like hurts things. Is he blinds them? With his bright creepiness. Look at I all the know. color! <laughs> exactly. Oh my eyes! <laughs> no, shiny Dredigan, he works for me.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: that green,
2: just, you know, it'll tone him down a little bit in those caves.
3: <laughs> I just looked it up, and that is quite possibly even more terrifying than normal Dredigan.
2: <laughs> yes. oh, right this is actually the first time I've seen it, too, and I just looked at it as well. Yep. So, yes. <sighs> but, I mean, he does have some decent abilities. I like Rough Skin.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Sheer Force. Uh, t- I mean, t- throw it on a Nito King, and I'm the happiest man in the world. <laughs> and then he does get Mold Breaker through the Dream World. So, I mean, he does get good abilities. He does. He's got decent Attack, I mean, not decent. He's a base 120 attack. Oh, yeah. With 90 defenses. I mean, he's a, he's a solid Pokemon. His speed is terrible. Yeah. Sub 50. But he he could be a good Pokemon. I just can't get by his design.
0: Yeah. That's what does,
2: kills it for me.
3: Does anyone else think that they they rob the uh, the spikes off of Drudagon to put on to Mega Garchomp. Or am I the only one?
2: Oh, hell yeah, look at that.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> and one of my favorite Pokemon of Gen 5 was definitely this Pokemon that's coming up, the pseudo-legendary, which was Hydreigon. And... Hydreigon, I think, made the biggest splash as being a poor man's Latios. Being being able to blow (laughs) things up with the Draco Meteor, which I used on a very routine basis in the battles that I had, just because he was stupid fast, and if you put a Choice Scarf on him, the only thing that was going to outspeed him was a Priority Ice. So, Yeah. And he was cool, because he was the very first dragon and dark type.
2: And that's what makes me love him even more.
1: Yup. Yeah, that dragon dark type with the stab dark pulse was beautiful.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and in the last gen, he got a great special move pool, too.
1: Oh, yeah. He did.
2: With dark pulse and dragon pulsing and drago-meteoring and um earth powering and fire blasting like he just he had some fun stuff to work with
1: yes he did and now he's quadruply weak to fairy yep
2: yeah
1: that sucks
2: it does suck but i should note too his dream world ability is amazing
1: yep it is
2: keeping that levitate
1: Gotta go with consistency. I exactly. mean, if it, if it ain't if it isn't broke, don't fix it. So good point. <laughs> very true. And moving into Gen Six Pokemon, we had a couple really cool ones that came out, including a couple of Mega Pokemon that turned into Dragon types by process of Mega Evolution, and we got a fossil Dragon type for the very first time, yes. which was a little shocking, because for the longest time it was all pretty much like, oh, there's a rock and grass one, there's a rock and water one, a rock and water one, oh, look, another rock and water one. Oh, man, that one's rock and grass. Oh, man. What? But we got a couple of them. Uh, One of them, Tyrantrum, was rock and dragon, and the other one, of course, was the rock and ice one, which that one also... Tears things apart, but we'll talk about Tyrantrum first here because he's a very unique Pokemon.
2: Yes, he is. He's a brilliant <laughs> Pokemon in all ways.
1: And, I mean, getting that extra 50% power boost out of his biting attacks makes all of those elemental fang attacks suddenly viable. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially Poison Fang. Yes. Yes. Because getting hit with one of those is not fun for anybody involved in the entire process.
2: Yeah, I yeah. I love this guy.
1: He's such a cool Pokemon.
2: He really is, and I I picked up my what's it called, Seviper
1: Mm-hmm.
2: to get all of those elemental fangs on him, and ho- 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 holy sweet mother, yes.
1: Yep, and he also gets a couple other things like he gets the stab rock slide, and you know that's pretty cool. That's pretty good too.
0: Mm-hmm. He's a little
1: on the pokey side, but I don't know. They have to tone him down a little somewhere.
2: So yeah, he does get mm-hmm. dragon dance though, so you can remedy that. Yep, that's an egg move on him. But yeah, I mean, his stats are quite solid. His special defense is meh. But almost 120 defense is awesome.
1: True story.
2: He's built like a rock. It just makes sense.
3: (laughs) When you said that, I had a flashback to the the '90s Chevrolet commercials. Yes. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) I'm glad. I am glad. And I just, I have to throw this out there since I was bad-mouthing Dreadagon. Tyrantrum's design makes my soul rejoice. (laughs) It is. To have a true, like, T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, he is a beautiful, beautiful thing.
1: Then, you know, we also had Gudra, which is another very, very unique Pokemon that came out in Gen 6. And, you know, I don't think people really necessarily at first cared too much about Gudra. It was all about Goomy. Goomy? <laughs> Everybody was all about Goomy. Just Goomy everywhere. Yes. I think he also had his own little, like, flash based game where you just kept clicking on Goomy. And it produced more Goomies.
0: Ooh. and
1: yeah, it's it was weird. It, I Ben downloaded it and he was playing that, and he was up to like millions upon millions of Goomies by clicking. <laughs> and it's just like why? He's like, why not, Sam? Why not? He does Sam?
2: have a point.
1: I did not have a response to that. <laughs> oh, Bye.
3: my my oh. friend Kenny, um from It's Super Effective does the funniest Gumi voice ever. I don't know. I, I can't remember what episode it is, but it was, I think, the last episode that he was on of It's Super Effective. And, oh, gosh, I just, I was driving, and I almost, well, I I started laughing a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Had the pull over to use
1: the restroom. yes. <laughs> there you go. But yeah. Gudra has a fantastic stat pool. I mean, side by side with Dragonite, he's pretty amazing. Has stupidly high base 150 special defense, and has the ability to learn a lot of moves that directly counter fairy-type Pokemon. Like, Totally gets Sludge Wave and Sludge Bomb. So,
2: and Poison Tail. If yep. you have a physical set.
1: If you want to do whatever you want with Gudra, you can do whatever you want with Gudra. Yeah. He doesn't have quite as diverse a move pool as Dragonite, but it comes really close.
2: It, yeah, it's one of the best rounded move pools ever.
1: <laughs> yep. And he also gets gooey as his ability, which is an amazing thing to deal with when you're fighting physical attackers where they're just like, I'm going to punch you. And, oh, wait a second, I'm going to get slowed down a lot.
2: Yeah, I love gooey. I mean, just looking at the Pokemon in the battle, and that's that's something that I totally love about the new games, too, is all the animations and things. But watching like globs of Gudra falling off of it yeah. and then thinking of the ability Gooey that would totally happen you would punch that thing and you would be stuck to it it's and terrific. it's just so cool sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry I had to
1: no that's totally yep. fine
2: but <laughs> yes, I, I love Gudra Gudra was one of the I think first six or seven Pokemon I bred in this game it's just awesome.
1: Indeed.
3: Yep. Yeah. Sticking a salt vest on it, too, and
1: <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to hit you with anything special.
2: No, no. I'm not even
1: going to scratch you. Nope. Yeah. Not at all. It's pretty amazing. But, you know, speaking of amazing Pokemon, um, the Pokemon Noivern... He is, I I don't even know how to describe him, really. He's like a dragon-type aerodactyl. Yes. Except, like, the potentially the most terrifying one of them all.
2: <laughs> yeah, I really, yeah. I love
1: him as well. Yep. Because he got that Boom Burst attack.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for those of you who do not know what Boom Burst is, it's a base 140 normal type attack that does not have any downside to being used. So you can keep using it over and over and over again and have no fear of a stat drop.
2: Yeah, and... you just have to worry about your teammate.
1: <laughs> yep. yep. And if you've got a Ghost type on your side, who's also your teammate, like a Mega Banette, you don't even have to worry about anything.
2: True story.
1: And oh. you can toss a normal gem on him, and all of a sudden <laughs> super destructive boom burst. Wow. And with his ability to uh, Infiltrator, going past protect, or going past, um, not protect, but the substitute. Light
2: screen, reflect, substitute, yeah.
1: Yep he's going to hurt everything that doesn't use Protect on that very first turn.
2: Yeah. I I need to breed a new Neuvern. I bred one for a playthrough before I started breeding competitively, mm-hmm. but I was just chatting with a buddy just a couple days ago, and he uses uh, Neuvern along with Mega Gardevoir. And Mega Gardevoir skill swaps onto Noivern. So now he has a boom burst that's boosted by 30% and a fairy attack. No. Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) It was ridiculous just thinking about all of the damage that that thing does. (sighs) And he said that when he uses it, I mean, his teammates are dead too. But everything on the field just explodes. Yeah. If Pokemon could bleed, that would cause it.
1: Yeah. Just a little. Just yeah. a little.
3: I liked how um, prior to the games being released, um, there was like all of this speculation that, uh, before we knew Fairy-type was a thing, that it was going to be like, sound type or digital type or whatever and then they leaked neuvern and with the the subwoofers coming out of its head everybody Mm -hmm. was like oh it's got to be sound type it's definitely gonna be sound type like look at this thing there's no way that they can't make sound a
1: type now dragon flying (laughs) (laughs) troll
2: he's the first dragon flying we've ever seen isn't he
1: I think he might be. I,
2: th- I think he is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. He he has a decent
2: move pool, too. Yeah, he does. I mean, for what he needs. he, I, I didn't even know he got this. I'm just looking through it right now. He could be fun to run with a uh, Charizard. He gets Solar Beam on him.
1: Oh, that's right.
2: I didn't even know he got that. Like, I knew about, you know, the the standards, the flamethrower, the, you know... Well, I think just about every special attacker gets Psychic and Shadow Ball, but...
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. He... Wow. Yeah. Oh, and Dream Eater. It's an auto win right there.
1: Yep, right <sighs> there.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I, I love me some Noivern. And he's just... just Stupid fast, too.
1: Yes, he is. So fast. And then, of course, there are our Mega Pokemon, which are Mega Charizard X and Mega Ampharos, which are the, I guess, the usable fire, lightning, and fire, or fire and lightning slash dragon type Pokemon which, of course, were a right reserved only by Reshiram and Zekrom, which nobody could use (laughs) in competition to my eternal Chagrin (laughs) about that whole situation. I was not a happy person about that, but they changed it now. So now we have an Ampharos that can mega-evolve into a dragon and electric type, and a Charizard that can mega-evolve into a dragon and fire type.
3: Did you want to cover Charizard first because I uh, I have just something about Ampharos. That's
1: it, it, that's fine. It, we can certainly talk about him first. It,
3: it just it it makes my heart hurt that Mega Ampharos gets a Dragon type and cannot use it for stab moves. Yeah. There's there's literally no dragon moves that you can put
1: onto an Ampharos. Mm.
2: Yeah, he gets Dragon Pulse. Mm. I have Dragon Pulse on mine.
1: There you go.
3: Really?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, now I I have to look this up
2: because yeah, I a, I could I have believe sworn it's a learned move. Mm.
1: Yep, Dragon Pulse learned move. Oh, that is new. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's that new is to this
2: very gen. Very
3: new. Okay.
2: Yeah, he, so he I don't think he ever got it
3: before. No, he that, it definitely like from gen 2 through 5 his last move, learned move was thunder. So, okay. Yeah, yeah he I gets feel... Dragon Pulse. I feel better now. Yeah,
2: which is nice. I just I am so incredibly sad that because he's not an actual dragon type that he can't get the Draco Meteor. Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: Because you could Draco Meteor him, and I mean, throw him under Trick Room. I have a quiet-natured one for Trick Room. But if you could Dragon Pulse and then the next turn Volt Switch, it would just be nice. (laughs) Or not Dragon Pulse, Draco Meteor. You know, everybody knows what I mean. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you Meteor, you lose some of your special attack, and then you either switch out or you Volt switch out.
1: There you go. Just, yeah. But... I do like that Ampharos learns Magnetic Flux and Ion Deluge, though. I think those are cool moves. Magnetic Flux being it uh, raises the defense and special defense stats of ally Pokemon with the plus or minus ability. Huh. and ion deluge makes it so that all normal type moves are electric type moves
2: yeah that's i like that one the magnetic flux it's very very cool if you're running like a cling clang or you know the plus one mining mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that could be interesting but the iron deluge or the ion deluge is really cool
1: oh yeah So yeah, that is Mega Ampharos. Mega Charizard is also terrifying. Mega
3: Charizard X is the culmination of... What are we at now? (laughs) 15 15 years of Pokemon fans saying that Charizard should be a dragon. Charizard (laughs) is totally a dragon. So Mm
0: -hmm.
3: yeah. All of you Charizard fans who say Charizard
1: should be a dragon type, here you go. Well, there you go. Happy birthday. And he got some pretty amazing attacks in in and of himself, but he also got Tough Claws to increase the power of moves that make physical contact by 30%. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... That's scary on a whole lot of levels because he gets so many physical contact moves. It's not even funny.
2: Yeah, and with the Charizard X being the physical side of the Charizard Y just oh, oh, oh. Yep. So, yeah. the only thing that I like less about the Charizard X than the Y I like them both a lot is the
3: shiny yeah Yes, the shiny Charizard X is just really kind of derpy looking
0: yeah
3: yeah I was actually kind of hoping that since Mega Charizard X kind of looks like a uh, a shiny Charizard that it's shiny would maybe go back to like being a regular looking Charizard but alas it was not to be
2: yeah, you and I are in the same boat there, Kent. That's what I was hoping when I when I first, like, my first shiny that I caught in the game, which was the day after I beat the game, which was the day after the game came out. <laughs> I I caught a shiny Charmeleon. I evolved him as soon as humanly possible, threw the Charizardite X on him, and I was just like, yes, yes, no, <laughs> no.
1: Uh, Then, there are some other Legendary Pokémon that are also Dragon types. Of these Legendary Pokémon, only two of them are able to be used in competition, which are Latios and Latias. The other ones are Rayquaza, Dialga, Palkia, Giratina, Arceus with a Dragon plate on it, which which changes its typing to Dragon, and then the aforementioned Reshiram and Zekrom, then Kyurem, which also has the ability to do the weird fusion thing with a Reshiram or a Zekrom to become either Black Kyurem or White Kyurem. And then the newest of the legendary Dragon-type Pokémon, which is Zygarde, which also has a very unique ability in that it causes the aura effects of both Xerneas and Eveltal to do the exact opposite of what they're supposed to do.
2: hmm <laughs> So, I just need to point this out really quick. When you were talking about the Reshiram-Zekrom fusion with Kyrim, I don't know why, but I pictured the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance and
0: yes. Kyrim <laughs> and
2: Zekrom doing that. Yes. You that made jump. me so happy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, Dragon-type attacks, there really aren't many of them and they are all designed to do damage. I'm Well, except with the obvious exception of Dragon Dance. But I think that kind of goes to show just what kind of slant that a lot of dragon types lean to, which is to mess everything up as fast as you possibly can.
2: Punch holes in all of the things. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: Draco Meteor being the one of, well, I guess one of the ultimate like omega attacks of dragon type Pokemon doing 140 base damage while also lowering the user's special attack stat by two but if you're running a mixed set it doesn't even matter so
2: exactly. there you go
1: and there's also a couple other lesser attacks like dragon breath I don't. Know, it causes paralysis, and that's cool, I guess. All the NPCs who ever use dragon breath ever always get a paralysis.
2: Yeah. But... Yeah. NPCs have a hundred percent paralysis rate. <laughs>
1: yep, yeah, but nobody else. And I think it's a base power that's just stupid low. Not Six-y. even. Yeah, not even worth it. Um, dragon claw is a option over outrage or even dragon rush. I mean, you can use Dragon Rush if you feel like playing the dangerous game that is 75% accuracy for just slightly more power, but it is more consistently useful than Outrage, which all you have to do is line up a Fairy-type Pokémon, and you've officially locked someone into Outrage for the next several turns. Mm-hmm. Mm. If, if
3: you have a, a decent attacking Fairy-type It won't last until uh, Outrage is over. It'll be gone.
1: (laughs) It'll be gone. So. Then we also have uh, Dragon Pulse, which is the other option over Draco Meteor. If you really want a special attack, that won't also burn your special attack stat. And then there's Dragon Dance does raises your speed and attack by one stage apiece, which is a fantastic attack. And not even just for Dragon-type Pokémon. I know Josh has a Scrafty that abused Dragon Dance pretty effectively.
2: Yeah, so many good Pokémon get Dragon Dance.
1: Yep. And, I don't know, there's also Dragon uh, Tail, which forces the user out of combat, or forces the one who has taken damage from it out of combat, which I've used a couple of times just to get people out of there.
2: Yeah, it's just uh, a jerk move, but it's awesome.
1: It but is. There, there's, there's a couple of uh, caveats that
3: go along with Dragon Tail, and I'm trying to remember. I know Speed if he's. priority least...
1: is minus six.
3: Well, and if it's if it's used by a wild Pokemon in the game, uh, it'll only uh, force you away if the target is at a lower level than the user. Oh. And so I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure how that would work in like a competition where everybody is at the same level. Oh, it Um, it, it
1: just forces a switch. It's just like, it's like a damaging Whirlwind. Right. So. And then there are Roar of Time and Spatial Rend, which are other Omega attacks, I guess, but can only be used by Dialga and Palkia and a couple other event Pokemon, respectively. So don't normally see those in battles, or unless you use Metronome. Yes. Mitch and his (laughs) metronome use. And yeah, other than that, I mean, we've got Dragon Types in the trading card game as well. And Josh, you should take this away on us to find out more about Dragon Types in the trading card game.
2: All right. Well, Dragon Types were introduced into the TCG in 2012, in August... Uh, with the release of the Dragon's Exalted set. And every set since has had at least one dragon, I believe, in it.
1: Except for the newest one.
2: Oh, there weren't any dragons in X and Y.
1: No, there weren't. Nope.
2: That's right. So I am a liar. Do not listen to anything (laughs) that I say. (laughs) Um, The dragons, um, let's see, while requiring two different kinds of basic energy to use their attacks... Dragons have nonetheless taken a position of prominence in the TCG. Um, Some of the big notable cards are the Rayquaza EX and the Black Kyrim EX. Because they're just all of the awesome.
1: Yes, they are. Black
3: Ballista, Black Kyrim is just a a jerk. I hate him so much. He's obnoxious. Anytime I see that card, I want to just rip it off the table and tear it up. I should fight you with my Caldeo deck, then. Ah! (laughs) You're only saying that because we'd have to fight over Skype, and I can't reach through my computer screen. Yes.
2: (laughs) You're going to have to work on that, Kent. I will try. Phasing could be cool. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: There have also been a couple other decks, or cards rather, that have been really interesting, like Giratina EX with Shred. Uh, it's different from some of the other Ignores All Effects of on the defending Pokemon while doing damage, though, because it doesn't ignore weakness and resistance. So a Giratina with Shred can one-hit any Dragon-type EX card. Doesn't even matter which one it is, so...
2: And that's a cool thing.
1: It is a cool thing. And then there have been a couple other cards like Dialga EX, the uh, Altaria and Garchomp combination, which saw a huge swing of popularity in Dragons Exalted and has stuck around for a, a long while. And right. then, you know. I the,
2: haven't dismantled that deck yet. I s- still
1: have it. Exactly. Fluffy Chomp is just pure awesome. Yes, it is. I love it. And then, I, some people might argue about this one, but Palkia EX is also a really interesting one. Ben, and you should be grateful for the fact that you have so many of them.
2: is the one that heals with plasma, right? Yes. Okay, yes. Yes, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> and then there's also Death and Dragonite, which combined with Silver Mirrors becomes a very very exciting way to deal with Plasma decks. I
3: I notice here that you've actually uh, not included my strategy, which is it's kind of a modified Fluffy Chomp, and I say modified because I don't actually have any Altaria in my deck, which I've been thinking about retooling anyway, but That's neither here nor there. Um, what I do for plasma, uh, counters, which surprisingly I haven't seen that many, but, um, I run the plasma blast, um, Haxorus. Nice. Yes. With, uh, strike of the champion and, uh, Axe. And dra- Axe is kind of a cool move. Um, it does 40 damage times the number of steel energy attached to Haxorus, but the the real power is going to come from Strike of the Champion, which is only useful against Plasma Pokemon. And it uh, for one fighting and one steel energy, it will knock out any Plasma Pokemon, but it has no effect on any other Pokemon. And it, that that's literally the card text. It says if the defending Pokémon is a Plasma Pokémon, it is knocked out. Yeah, I actually I, turned to I actually turned to donked somebody with my uh, my Haxorus because he was playing Plasma and all he had out was the Plasma Giratina. Jeez, so, it's a That's thing.
2: awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I I wanted to use it when it first came out, but I think there's one person at my league that uses a plasma deck. So I kind of put that deck on the back burner. But it does have a lot of potential, especially with the power of plasma decks.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, That is Dragon-type Pokémon, and it has been a fantastic main topic. And I'm really glad that we could talk about it for as long as we have. And now I think we'll move on to our Pokémon Spotlight.
0: What kind of Pokémon
1: are you? How do you do the things you do? Share with me your secrets deep inside. What kind of Pokemon are you? Are you learning through and through? And do you have a heart that's true? What kind of Pokemon are you? Yeah. This week's Pokemon Spotlight is number 149, Dragonite.
2: Dragonite is native to the Kanto region and evolves from Dratini and Dragonair.
3: Dragonite is a large bipedal Pokemon that is draconic in appearance with orange skin, a pale tan underbelly, a delicate set of, uh, a set of delicate horns, and green wings.
1: Dragonite was the very first Dragon-type Pokemon along with its pre-evolutions and was introduced in Pokemon Red and Blue.
2: Professor Oak of Pallet Town was revealed to have trained a very powerful Dragonite in his time. And I hope that it was the giant one at the Lighthouse.
1: <laughs> I hope so, too. It's the only one it could have been. Yes. Of course. Uh,
3: Drake, Iris, Lance, and Claire are notable
1: trainers who also have a Dragonite as a partner. Iris' Dragonite is kind of a jerk, though.
2: <laughs> it it really is, but it kind of makes me like him.
1: Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Dragonite are extremely rare in the wild, though there are rumors that an island out to sea exists which is solely populated by Dragonite.
2: and is in the Bermuda Triangle because if you get close they will destroy you
3: pretty yes. much. Maybe that's what happens to all the ships that sail into the Bermuda Triangle. That's yep. just what get I'm saying, blown up by Dragonite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that or the Dragonite welcome them with open arms and they just never want to leave. One or the other.
1: There you go. Could be both.
2: (laughs) Could be both. (laughs) Uh, And despite its small wings and large body, Dragnet can fly faster than any known Pokemon and travel well beyond the speed of sound, which makes me giggle. Right? (laughs) His little baby wings could not do that. (laughs) No.
3: (laughs) Doesn't, Doesn't Pidgeot uh... Pokedex thing say that it travels faster than the speed of sound too.
1: Well, apparently, Dragonite flies faster than the speediest of sound.
2: They, yeah, they the they raced once. Okay. They
1: raced once. Once yeah. was all it took, and they left yep. a band of destruction in their wake. <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> uh. Dragonite are also known to be very gentle and caring, and there are many stories of them rescuing human sailors from shipwrecks.
1: Bermuda Triangle, I told you! Bermuda Triangle, there you there called it!
3: Yep. Man, I'm awesome. You sure did. Of course, none of these Dragonite were Iris's Dragonite.
1: That's true. No. Iris's Dragonite would sink the ship. Yes.
3: Yes. And <laughs> just leave the humans to swim to shore. There you go. Yep.
1: Dragonite have a great deal of mental acuity, and can withstand effects that would cause other Pokemon to flinch back, but they are also very well known to have hides so thick that they can withstand tremendous damage. These abilities are translated out to inner focus and multi-scale, respectively, and an interesting aside, when I was looking up multi-scale, was Lance's Dragonite in the Pokemon Adventures manga had was described as having the hide so thick that it could survive being submerged in lava in a volcano. Oh. So, Lance's Dragonite is the alpha superior Dragonite.
2: So he hangs out with Blaine's Magmar. Pretty much. Alright.
1: Nice. I like it. <laughs> and you know, as we talked about in the main topic here, too, Dragonite have just a fantastic ability to be a all-around useful Pokémon for just about any team. I mean, wherever you can fit them in, they have a great ability to use a wide variety of attacks, they can take an enormous amount of damage, they can use Roost to recover a lot of it off, and... I think in particular Dragonite are exceptionally good at abusing rain because of the ability to abuse Surf and Thunder and Hurricane, all of which have 100% accuracy while in the rain and Surf getting that awesome 50% boost. Yeah. So.
2: And I'm just saying, I know I said it once already. But weakness, policy, multi-scale Dragonite. If you haven't tried it, do it.
1: I need to try this.
2: Holy... (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) I think it's time for me to warm up PokéBank for this one.
2: Yes, it is. (laughs)
1: And it's time once again for the question of the week... Last week's question was, which Mega Pokémon EX would you like to see come out in subsequent sets? We didn't really have a question of the week for this last week because I've literally just now uploaded the new episode to iTunes. So we're live now, and it was... it was delayed. And so I guess we didn't really have the question of the week per se but now we're going to include a couple of responses and if you would also like to let us know which mega pokemon ex you would like to see come out in subsequent sets you can certainly let us know. So Josh, what was the mega pokemon that you wanted to see most?
2: I want mega mawile. That's legit. Because Mawile is awesome, and I don't care. It could be a Steel type. It could be a Fairy type. I don't care. Mm
1: -hmm. Just give me one. And Mega Mawile is just beautiful. Yes.
2: With all the hair and yes, yes,
3: yeah. How about you, Kent? Uh, personally, I think a Mega Absol would be really interesting, and I'd kind of like to... I mean, I know we're coming up on a cycle here, and I'm going to lose my Darkrai EX, but I think that a Mega Absol would be a really interesting Dark-type TCG card.
1: Mm -hmm. So. Well, and that's also assuming that the Darkrai EX is, in fact, cycled out. Because if we're talking... Plasma sets up, which is where I'd predict the cycle to come out. They've I'm pretty sure they reprinted Dark Rye EX in Legendary Treasures. Mm-hmm. So I'm not
3: sure about that. I might have to check into that, because I thought for sure Dark Rye EX was pretty much contained to Dark Explorers. Well he was also
2: and then some the promos. 10, too. Yeah.
1: Yep, Darkrai EX Legendary Treasures number 88 of 113. Yep, so, he's in there. Yep, he's there. So, you've got him for a long while yet.
3: Huh. All right. Well, wow. so there you go. Mega Absol
1: and Darkrai <laughs> EX.
3: Mega Absol. All right.
1: And yeah. So, awesome things found out there and um uh, the question of the week for this week, which now I'm going to hopefully have up by Monday, is what is your favorite dragon type Pokemon found in the Kalos Pokedex?
2: Well, mine is the Draco Plate Dunsparce.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> because, yes.
1: Because the master of all things. Yes.
2: Dunsparce controls all. But But for real.
1: Only with with the Draco plate. Only with the Draco
2: plate. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, Anything else just wouldn't make sense. No. Um, I think I might have to go with Tyrantrum for my favorite Kalos dragon. Because Sam and I have talked about this and I love all of the new dragons. I think that they're incredible. Aside from Zygarde, I'm still trying to get on board with him. Yeah. But I think of that group, I'm going to have to go with Tyrantrum just because of the fangs and the fun that he can be.
1: Very cool.
3: I'm going to be kind of a, a party pooper, I guess. But, I mean... He is in the Kalos Pokédex, so this is a legal answer. I'm gonna say Dragonite because he is just—he's the—he's the original dragon type. He's a boss. I mean, you can't—you can't get any better than Dragonite. He's—he's he's just too good.
1: It's true. Yep, my favorite. Dragon type in the dragon in the Kalos decks is also Dragonite, though Gudra is an incredibly close second.
3: I was gonna say Gudra as well because He's all just, of the bulk.
1: He is just so good, and I I love him. I want I want a gooey Gudra.
2: You just. just want him to infest everybody. Yes, I do.
3: <laughs> I have I have a gooey. Sliggoo, I picked up from somebody's uh, friend Safari. So I'll I'll work on breeding you a
1: Gooey uh, Gumi. That would be awesome. Alright, well, if you guys would like to answer our question of the week, which again was, what is your favorite dragon type found in the Kalos Pokedex? You can answer in one of several ways. The rapidly becoming most popular way is by leaving us a note on the Facebook group at www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash the underground podcast you can also send the comment to us in a tweet at Radio Rotom or you could also send the response to us through our email account at the underground mailbag at gmail.com
2: If you enjoyed today's broadcast, you can find back episodes of The Underground on iTunes or at our website, theundergroundpodcast.wordpress.com. Please subscribe to the show via the iTunes store or directly through the RSS feed on our website. If you like what you hear, leave us a reviewer rating on iTunes. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, send them with the nearest deli bird to our mailbag. Or you can just email us at theundergroundmailbag at gmail.com. You can also follow our new Twitter account, at Radio Rotom.
3: We'd also love to hear your bumpers. Just record an MP3 of yourself telling us that you dig the underground and send it in. We'll play it at the top of the next episode. Please join our discussions over on the D20 Radio Network forums at d20radio.com forums and on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash the underground podcast.
1: Please join us again next week when we will be talking about Shinies and how to find them in your copy of X and Y. So until next time, Pokefans, remember that our secret base is always open to you if you can find it. The Underground Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license, and is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only. Pokemon is a registered trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, 4Kids Entertainment, and Wizards of the Coast. Music used in the show comes courtesy of the OC Remix album, The Missing Note Tracks. These songs and thousands more can be found at www.ocremix.org. All original audio, textual, graphical, and video content associated with the Underground Podcast are the sole copyright intellectual property of Nathiel Erickson and Samuel Ranke in affiliation with the D20 Radio Network. And now for your Pokémon Pro Tip of the Week. When making Japanese cards, write sound effects in English. But if you're making English cards, write sound effects in Japanese.